Welcome, my friends. Welcome. We are broadcasting a short broadcast here. This is Michael Basham for the Fringe Radio Network. And um, I want to say this is an important transmission. As everybody can see, it's like a zombie apocalypse outside in the spiritual dimensions. We're having um, people are, well, they're they're getting dysfunctional and they're going crazy. And how about this? To jump into the main topic right away, we need to build our foundations to then be able to travel into the infinite realms of the spiritual warfare. When you play a video game, you don't just start at the last level to fight the last boss with no weapons. If you're into like Dungeons and Dragons or any of those kind of games, you also understand that there are level ups, there are hit points, there are strategies that you use to then defeat your opponent to go in, on these adventures. Um, I'm a person that has been all over the world and I've experienced a lot of different things. And I've found that without my foundation being really strong and my faith and my understanding of basic spiritual warfare, spiritual concepts, like when things go to pot, you lose your, you know what? And that's why I want to talk a little bit about that tonight. Um, this is a Christian broadcast, so you know if you're not into that, we are broadcasting live on Spirit Wars TikTok. So I talk to a lot of witches, a lot of New Age people, a lot of people that are just on their journey, which I love. Um, I think we should have an open conversation about things, but I am a Christian. I do believe in the Bible, and the foundation that I speak of is an understanding of the Word of God. It's like. Your journey really begins as a Luke Skywalker to go and defeat Darth Vader and blow up the Death Star twice and defeat the Emperor with that one moment where Obi-Wan hands you the lightsaber and says, your father wanted me to give this to you when you were old enough. And he's like, what? What's that? A lightsaber? Ooh, I want to be a Jedi. And he's a total dork. You can be a total dork too and defeat Darth Vader and the Death Star, but you got to start with your foundation and your foundation of faith. It means you become as a little child to receive these bigger spiritual concepts. You don't have to go to Bible school or join some cult. You don't have to do anything. You just humble yourself as a child and begin to receive things that are from really from a different dimension, but they've manifested into this world. And that's really what the Bible is. It's just this long history and story and, and teachings and, and really just enough proof to give you the faith to just receive Jesus Christ as Lord and open your heart to him. And from there, then your journey truly begins. Because if you're not going to open the door to this, the Holy Spirit, to the God of the universe, the creator God, who manifested in the flesh, his son, given to you to get free from this horrible rat race, this horrible matrix, this darkness, the depression, the anarchy, the suicide, the, the fake news, the false information being just poured into your life all day long, you're not going to really go anywhere. You're not going to be able to face bigger things. So, uh, I want to go into this, into the Star Wars of the spirit, but first I've got to start with the foundation because if you don't have that, 
then you're like Luke Skywalker going into an X-Wing fighter and he just doesn't even know how to fly it. He doesn't even know how to use the force, Luke. And I love Star Wars analogies because that's where you start to see it's something almost ethereal. It's something a little bit ambiguous in a way, This the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But once you you tune into that and once you're, you're – uh, You've acquired that higher understanding. You don't need, you don't need to see any identification. You don't, well, we're going, we don't need roads, Marty. Oh, Doc Brown, we don't have enough roads to get up to 88 miles per hour. Shut up, Marty. We don't need roads. We're going to go into the future. We're going to go far beyond the metaverse. (coughs) Excuse me. Cough button. Thank you for the likes, my fellow compadres. No, I am not Mormon, but I'm married to an ex-Mormon. Jose Mediavoliala says, No, God is no God. No. Okay. Uh, Thank you for popping in. I'll try to answer comments. I just love you guys. Thanks for all the likes. We are broadcasting live right now via another cell phone, actually. I'm using... To show you how easy podcasting is, I literally have the Spreaker app open on my phone on a, on the other phone to be able to record because I don't have a lot of time to set up the studio today. I just popped in here after a long miraculous filled day and I wanted to, to just put this message out there that in order to start traveling in the spirit, to go into this giant war where we're facing ancient enemies, you know, we've had for a long time evidence of wars that have taken place. Look at the moon. Look at all the craters on the moon. Where do those come from? If the moon is always facing the earth, how come some giant asteroid hit it on the side that's facing us? What about the deserts? Where are, where are the people who created all these megalithic structures around the world? We don't know. Uh, there's evidence of a gigantic flood. The Bible talks about that too. You have to realize we are in way over our head the the world that we've been given is not the real world. You go to school, you get brainwashed, you think things are a certain way, your innocence is removed, you're in that prison matrix and they just try to prepare you to be a slave, basically. They don't actually teach you woodworking or how to fix a car. I mean, that should be like half of school should be mechanical engineering. It should be woodworking. It should be for ladies. There should even be classes on like makeup and and how to dress nice and how to take care of yourself. Doesn't happen. It happens in Taiwan. I used to teach at a school in Taiwan where I was literally like, what's, why is there like 30 high school teenagers walking around as if they're on a catwalk wearing high heels? It was makeup class because that's a skill that Women can do very well and maybe some very special men. Makeup, you know, hair hair care, uh, fashion design, interior design. Rather, they teach us – yes, thank you, blessed to be here on TikTok says they teach us how to go in debt. Exactly. So my journey began, my little Luke Skywalker journey. God bless my parents. You know, they they really worked hard so that we could – live a life that was quote unquote secure, that was Hollywood friendly life, like living in uh the uh, uh the debt slavery world. I grew up always hearing my parents like, oh we gotta get out of credit card debt. Oh, that's terrible. Um really where I got off the train was when God 
picked me up and was like, nope, you're going to go to Japan. You're going to, I'm going to just foster this special love for Japan and Japanese and Japanese culture. And next thing I knew, I was in Japan. Not kidding. Within a few months, I was in Japan living amongst the Japanese. The very first house that I stayed in in Japan literally had a satellite in the garage because it was Rotary Clubs, smart people. The guy was literally a rocket scientist working for the Japanese Space Command, whatever. And they just so happened to have this rocket, this, uh, sorry, this satellite in his garage, you know, all covered up and everything, but he was supposed to do some, some thing with it. I mean, that's how like homegrown the Japanese Space Command was back then. Space Force, whatever they call it. They probably call it Nippon Kuni Space Commando Daitorio. Um, you guys don't know Japanese, so you don't know what I just said. So you're just going to think, oh, he's so fluent in Japanese. I'm not. Diane Weatherford says special men. <laughs> sure, there's some <laughs> special men out there that'll do that, that kind of thing. But I, I was staying in this house. I got uh, my Bible. You know, I was praying a lot and I was like kind of freaked out because I couldn't speak Japanese good. And I, nobody spoke English in this house. Um, and I wake up in the middle of the night in this tatami room. And I'm getting night terrors. I'm getting attacked by these demonic forces. And I'm just like, and then I got up and I rolled aside the shoji screen to the, the, to the closet. And there was a big old Shinto shrine. There's a lot of good aspects of Shinto. I'm not going to knock it, but that whatever spirit being was hosted by that Shinto shrine did not like yours truly, grandson of Don Basham basically like one of the first people in the Protestant church to really push exorcism and spiritual warfare. So I'm just carrying on my father, the, my father before me, uh, Jedi, Jedi, uh, training. And that's why I'm here. I, I go on live to try to share some of those experiences. So I woke up in the middle of the night, there's that Shinto shrine and I just got on my knees and prayed and I rebuked the spirit, whatever it was that was attacking me. And I went to bed, slept great, had a great month. The very last month I was in Japan, that month was uh, August of 2001, so guess what that date was leading up to. The very day, the last like few days, I went for a jog, I used to jog a lot, and I found a newspaper and lo and behold, they had launched the Hayabusa rocket ship or whichever name it was back then, you can look it up, uh, the end of August 2001, a space odyssey. It was so symbolic for me. And as a new believer, I started to find that just reading the word, when I trained with my Jedi lightsaber throughout my days, that God would confirm words for me. I started to think like, should I be worried about money? I would open my Bible. It would literally say, if you cast but a glance at riches, surely all of your wealth shall fly away on the wings of an eagle. And I was like, oh, thanks, God. And then I looked up and an eagle flew right in front of me over the canal where I was sitting by. But see, I stepped out. I went to that canal and I read my Bible. And you read your Bible, you're going to find the Lord's going to talk to you. And so I was like, what am I supposed to do, Lord? What is my life all about? I was literally like a little Luke Skywalker dork. Not like today. I'm very mature now. <laughs> yes. Next adventure, going to university, face off with all the liberal professors, finding out that these guys, they're teaching this weird thing called diversity in University of Miami. Man, I was like, first thing I got there, I'm just like, I'm going back to Japan. I can't stand this place. Everybody's getting high, smoking weed, getting drunk, 
partying all the time. I'm there with my textbooks, so really trying to be an intellectual and reading these these books and English class. And it was like, okay, diversity, okay. And 19-year-old Michael was like, I don't think so. I started listening to Rush Limbaugh. My dad used to listen to him, and I tuned in. And it was just like, for some reason, the common sense of Rush Limbaugh back then, even then, the you can agree or disagree with Republican and Democrat. I'm neither. But it was like I could think straight. It was like, okay, I see there are lies out there. There are weird, twisted, just long run-on paragraphs that they want you to study and reread. And poor college students, they're like – all of them are like hungover and then they're trying to study for their exams. And they're just being force-fed this fire hose of pure bull. I was able to see it. I, I addressed it to my teacher. I said, this is nothing but a liberal, weird communism, socialism spirit, and I know they're lying. I know it's wrong, and here's why. And I wrote this huge, angry paper, and believe it or not, I got an A because I was the only kid in freshman class university that was like actually writing against the grain, as they said. They're like – it's like high school gives us all these freshmen that they don't know how to think for themselves. But, Michael, you're the only student who actually wrote a constructive and argumentative paper. I'm like, you you liked it? You liked my angry ranting? So that was a big booster. I would do the same in a Jesuit university the following year in Tokyo, where I would have the most disgusting, just nastiest teachers just throwing more bull and and really perverting the word. There was this writer in Japanese literature class that had this homosexual attraction to a, a painting, a beautiful painting of a saint burning at the stake for his faith. And he wrote this essay about his homosexual lust for this this saint that was literally burning at the stake, you know, mostly naked. And and she was praising this. I stood up in that class and I pointed my finger at that nasty woman and I said, this is absolutely outrageous. Even if I wasn't a Christian, this is just the most horrible thing. And you guys are praising this guy? Well, I knew by then that, you know, the world wasn't for me. And I started to just go on these long walks. I would find ancient trees right there at the gates of Tokyo, the old gates of old Edo city, just down the street from the palace. I found like a little park where this huge tree that overlooked the city had never probably had somebody sit under it for a while. Ancient stones underneath it. You can look it up. It's right there in uh, Yotsuya Station. You can just do the Google Maps and you'll see that tree. It's still there. And I would just get my MP3 player with some nice instrumental music. El Café. Japanese have always canned coffee at, at the beck and call at every corner. You've got really good coffee. Actually, looking back, it wasn't that good coffee, but it tasted so good to my 20-year-old self. And I just got opened up to the Word. I would just read entire chapters, entire books of the Bible all the way through. Like, when was the last time you sat down and just spent an afternoon and just read the book of Ezekiel? I did it there. And then I got rid of my cell phone. And that was a big one, too, because back then in 2003, Japan was already way like a decade in advance of the West. Their cell phone systems and their like Japanese Internet, they had their own version of the Internet, was so incredibly high tech and advanced and beyond. And I got a cell phone. I had a really cool little Japanese cell phone. It had a camera on it. You know, no phones had cameras back then. And 
I just stopped paying for the for the phone service so that nobody could find me, nobody could call me. You know how suicidal that would be today to like not have a phone? But I felt invaded. I felt like all the time, at any time, anybody could send me a text, could send me, could call me and then have control over my day. Like I, I did no control over my own day. So I just got rid of my cell phone for a few months. Finally, somebody was like, I will pay your phone bill if you just, cause you know, I was also broke. So that also kind of helps. Sometimes it's, it's a, it's an opportunity in disguise when you don't have the, enough money to do whatever you want. So I started to read the word. And then one day I found this guy named GK Chesterton. And if you've ever, if you've ever really wanted to know the way the world works and what's really going on, write this name down. GK Chesterton literally opened up the whole universe of history and and uh, literature and mythology and paganism and what what witchcraft really is. Witchcraft being, you want to get something done? You want to make some money right now? You want power? You want to win that war? Sacrifice your firstborn son. Commit animal sacrifice. Do this, 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 this. Not because it's a formula that works, but because human sacrifice really gets the devil's attention. And he's like, oh, yeah, I will give you power. To quote uh, the new cheesy Star Wars, Snopes or whatever his name is. Snopes is like, when I found you, I saw raw, unlimited power. You know, when he gets Han Solo's son, Kylo Ren, to join him, and he's like, I will train you. And then Kylo's all angry, and he's like, I will finish what you have started. You know, caressing Darth Vader's charred old helmet. How do we get off on that? Well, Chesterton, G.K. Chesterton in the book Everlasting Man, just named everything. And I didn't even know what I was reading. He was naming evolution, the New World Order, everything. He was friends with H.G. Wells back when H.G. Wells wrote a book called The New World Order. And he was fighting the New World Order before even World War II. He was criticizing the Nazis before anybody else. The Nazis were actually celebrated before World War II. Angela, child of God, says everything is going planned as Jesus wanted it to be. Well, I agree. And I, I still think that there's a place to stand up and speak out against vaccines, for example, even if you get your TikTok live ban, which they have done before. So I'm using that. Once again, this is a podcast. You can find all of our links on faithbucks.com. So there's another link for you to write down because they will ban this and I will be gone. But if they strike me down, I shall become more powerful than they can possibly imagine. Because when the enemy thinks he's won by killing you, by destroying your ability to speak to anybody, all he's actually doing is making you more powerful. Because then you're like released. Like, oh, I'm not living for my YouTube comments anymore. I'm not living at the behest of somebody can text me at every moment. And my whole attention is just like, eh, I have the book. I'm holding my passport in my hand, by the way. You guys need to get one of these too. See, God has a plan. And yet, much of that plan has to do with our free will. He has the overall structure. He's built that structure. But you get to fill in the blanks. And where the spirit wars, where the spirit force really comes in, 
friends like Tony Floyd, Blazer Spirit Wars. He likes to go on spirit journeys and he goes and spiritually infiltrates the deep underground military bases and fights against reptilians and does all this stuff in the spirit. I think that's extra dimensional. I think aliens are extra dimensional. See, you get to utilize the God-given gift of your imagination. So to get back to Dungeons & Dragons, I found out about Dungeons & Dragons recently. Uh, my friend Kyle Lamb, who I just interviewed on our show, subscribed to our iHeart, Spotify, Fringe Radio Network, most of all. Um, Dungeons & Dragons is a game that was developed – according to Kyle, by a bunch of nerds, a bunch of Tolkien nerds, and they got together and they used this old system of rolling the dice and writing things down. And that was something that actual real soldiers developed because they had nothing else to do and they had nothing but paper and dice and pencils during the wars, and they were bored. So he took that concept, these these nerds, and they started this whole thing where you just step into this other reality, this other world, and you imagine characters, and you you develop a story, and you have rules for battle. Like, okay, we're going to gauge the uh, the dark elf lords, you know, and you have this many hit points to fight their powers. But really, that's just to kind of do something physically. What's really going on is people are imagining, and they're building these worlds and these things called uh, dungeon masters are the ones that they'll like help guide through the um through the journey. Now what that means to me is that we are engaging with spiritual things when we engage our imagination, when you actually uh choose to believe things that are unseen. And you might not see very clearly, the Bible says you see through a glass darkly, but you have the understanding of there are extra dimensional beings just outside of this veil, and you can engage with those by faith. The Christian way is by faith. The witchcraft way is you do these little rules and those laws, and you get all the crystals and the tarot cards and all the dumb little palm-reading garbage, and and you get the attention of the demonic, and they manifest sometimes as angels, but believe me, if you talk to them, they do not believe in Jesus Christ born in the flesh, come in the flesh. They like to twist the gospel. Just try it sometime, witches. Just try to listen to your demons and see what they tell you about the veracity of the Bible, the the kingliness of Jesus Christ come in the flesh. The key is the flesh. They'll all day, oh, the Christ consciousness, this, and oh, you got this. They refuse to acknowledge the gospel in its entirety because that spells disaster for them, and they're part of the dark side that has lost the battle at the cross. And very soon we're sent, we're stepping into the time where now Jesus Christ will be manifested again to return for his people and to defeat the works of darkness finally. So, yeah, I mean, that's the foundation. And once you have that foundation, then you can do Christian Dungeons and Dragons, for lack of a better word. I don't know what to call it. I used to call it Christian mysticism. Um, now we're calling it spirit wars. I don't technically publicly share a lot of my visions and experiences because, frankly, we need to build our foundation better. Um, if I'm going to come on here and tell you all the names of the different angel ships that I've seen and used and weapons and dreams and prophecies that came true and stuff, you would think I was a witch. And I've been saying this a lot. Like, once the full power of God is manifested in his people in the end time – the true church, the end time church that doesn't have the vaccines and the masks and the mark of the beast and all that, they will be called new age witches. 
You shall see. Thank you for the likes, Trinity Vessel. People will either call you crazy or they're going to love you. And actually, sometimes people love you even if you are crazy. They're like, you're crazy, but I love you. You want to have the salt in you. If you're if you're a, a Christian, you lost your saltiness, and there's no difference between you and the world. And in a lot of people's minds, that means you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't you don't sex. Well, I don't think it's quite that simple. I think there's something there's that flavor of salt, and I think most Christians have like some kind of MSG thing. It's sort of like eh, it's zingy, but I don't think this is so good for me. Real salt is priceless. The Romans used to use they, the term a soldier who is worth his salt because they would be paid sometimes with salt, very precious commodity. And Jesus used that term as well. He was actually very familiar with the Roman soldiers. The cock's crow, That's that was the Roman watch at night. It wasn't just when, whenever a cock crows, apparently. And when you lose your saltiness, when you're just like every other cookie crutter, Cookie cutter, cookie crutter, that's also good. Church Christian or false Christian or, or just worldly person, then you lose that saltiness and you, you're no longer of any benefit except just to be thrown out with everything else. And unfortunately, I know a lot of people like that, that they, they used to have it and then they lost the vision, they lost sight of it and they're just good for nothing, unfortunately. Even worse than good for nothing. Some of them like start fighting the real Christians. So the spirit wars in the in the flesh looks like a bunch of crazy people imagining stuff and being very impractical. But in the spirit, you can't please God without being uh, spirit minded, without having faith. And so first to build your foundation, look at it like a giant. Have you ever seen those NASA spaceships that just go into break free from the gravity and they have these huge platforms with like, like giant office sized tank treads that are designed to give a good foundation for those amazing muscle power of that rocket engine boosters to get off the ground and to go into space. But if you don't have a good foundation, if one thing goes wrong, forget spirit travel. You're not going to do, you're not going to be worth anything in the spirit. And you're not going to be able to get anything done. But once you get that foundation, you start to train with your Jedi lightsabers. You start to, in, a, uh, in other words, you start to have the faith to step through the portal, the Rick and Morty portal or whatever. Because if you're not ready to step through that portal, then you might even have faith, but you're a coward and God isn't going to send you on any journeys to take care of any of, of the business that's going on. You should be having dreams about the things that are happening in the world sometimes. You should be time traveling and seeing and experiencing things. I had a time travel dream yesterday where I was literally talking to a friend about 15 years ago and he was talking to me and I, I knew that I was time traveling and he was sharing things and I was like, all right, sure, I'll, I'll do what you said, but you got to buy me an iPhone 10. And back then the iPhone didn't even exist. So he was just like, what? What's that? I was like, yeah, those are good. Those are really cool. I could use one of those. And I woke up from the dream realizing like, oh, I time traveled. That's fun. That's fun. That friend saved my life today, literally saved my life. Like I was in a bind, long story. I'll share it later. So when, when you're living by the spirit, you've got to be dead to this world. You've got to cru be crucified with Christ. You, you're no longer living for the things of this world. 
And that's truly where I think the witches, they are seeking for something and new age people and pagans, they're seeking for something of the other dimension, but they utilize drugs and they utilize fleshly means to enter into that dimension. Whereas it says in the Bible, even though if it tarries, wait for it, you wait at the presence of God, you wait at his feet. And you do so by worshiping him and giving him thanks and, and praising him and blessing him and thanking on him and meditating on him. And that's your booster rocket going. <laughs> At first, it's all smoky and confusing. And you're like, oh, I feel weird. Well, this is not practical. I need to be working. I need to be doing something. But the more that you push in and you push in and you push in. It says the violent inherit the kingdom of God. I used to never understand that verse. And then it was like, oh, you're making some kind of a breakthrough to where then at last, finally, you step out of the realm of the flesh. And then you look down and you see the earth becoming smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And you realize like, wow, why was I so worried about that all the time? And then it's suddenly like, okay, what do we got? And then you look out and you see the far reaches of the spirit dimensions some scary monsters too, but the angels and God's servants present you before the throne room of God, the throne of God. You have the ability to spirit travel right there directly to the very top of heaven and to present your needs and to receive grace and then go home. No, I don't want to go home. I want to be like, all right, God, this is great. So good. You're so great. And then what else you got up here? And then you start marching around and find out what other crazy stuff he has going on. And then Jesus looks at you and he's like, oh, you want to be a part of what I'm doing now? Okay. You mean you're not obsessed with just the world down there, the life that we gave you down there? Oh, you're not just here to get money? It's like, dad, I need money. It's the only reason they ever call dad is like, okay, son, what do you need? You know, recently, because I've been living with my parents, one of their houses I'm renting from them, it's like, it's really practical to call him like every day about random stuff. Gas prices are going crazy. Did you know that there's such a thing as a wood-burning stove that converts to ethanol? In the Great Depression, they were actually driving cars with wood-burning stoves in the back. Go look it up. Um, I called my dad about that. I'm like, Dad, I just spent like 80 bucks trying to fill up the Jeep. And uh, this thing's a gas guzzler. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, we might need to get one of these wood-burning stoves that converts to ethanol. I'm not sure what kind of vehicle would drive with that. I'm not sure too much about that. But we might need to start looking at some different witty inventions. You know, wisdom gives you witty inventions. Blessed to be here says it's the experience of the unknown. Yes. Yes, yeah, so in heaven, there's like the unknown things, and you need to start thinking outside the box. That's why I love researching like the super soldier program and James Casbolt stuff, because even though it's dark, you know, it's the Illuminati super deep state programs that they've done, and they've used mind control, and I mean, we're all pretty much victims of that today, but they go all, all the way in, like cloning, time travel, all that stuff, which, by the way, has been purged from the internet. Because all those channels that used to talk about alien races and super soldier programs and interview that, you know, Project Camelot type of stuff, they've all been banned. So because those people tend to not like to take vaccines that have graphene oxide and self-assembling nanotech that is designed to destroy your immune system and mutate you into some non-human thing. It's just straight out of a Marvel movie. 
We're living in a weird movie, guys. So I take all that info that I, I was really into like 10 years ago and just the remembrance of that and the understanding of alien races and other dimensions and quantum technology and, you know, Anthony Patch kind of stuff. If you ever, there's another name for you to research. Anthony Patch is a genius. Um, those people are all gone now. They're all hiding. You got to find their websites and like subscribe to their secret little, you know, enclaves of info. Then when I'm in heaven, I'm, I have a little bit more imagination, a little bit more understanding and intel. And I'm like, all right, Lord, I know that you can do something way cooler than that. But let's start with that. What about that weird, crazy thing? Like, let's say time travel. Like, what do you got, Lord? I mean, if they're time traveling stuff, they're doing weird remote viewing and what they call the uh, the time viewer type of technology with the Montauk project and, you know, whatever that seat was, the Montauk chair where they could literally send your consciousness back in time to remote view different things. It was all like weird extra dimensional technology that they had years ago. Preston Nichols and all those interviews that I have spent a little bit too much time listening to, but I had a job in Taiwan where I was bored. I lived in Taiwan for 10 years. And lo and behold, God isn't afraid to answer those kind of requests. It says, present your requests to him. So, I do ask those like money. I'm sick. Please heal me. And I'm not happy. My job is not fun. Help me, Lord. And then he does. But if your interest is the kingdom, it says, seek first ye the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. So he'll do everything that you need to do. He'll, he'll take care of your life. Get more heavenly minded. Like Jesus is one true God says on TikTok, hey, everybody subscribe to each other. If you got channels you want to promote, promote them. Um, there's a saying, one of my favorite spirit travelers, Ian Clayton, who I met by a miracle, by the way, in the middle of nowhere. He, um, he always says, you know, they used to say, Ian, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. And I said, Great. You know, you want to be so heavenly minded that in some ways you're no earthly good, at least for some of the time. I mean, if if you read about Enoch, he spent time with God so much. He started with one day a month, just spend the whole day with God. Then it was two days a month. Then it was one day a week. Then it was two days a week. Then it was five days a week. Imagine your full-time job just being a minister to God in the spirit and go into that cave. And then every once in a while, you come out of the cave and... Lo and behold, all the kings of the earth were gathered around the front of the cave because it was like, Enoch, what do you know? And he got so spiritually minded, he was governing in heaven, helping to handle court cases with the fallen angels. And they were coming, angels were coming to Enoch, a man, because he was so embedded into what was happening in heaven, which takes time. And they were like, please pray to God for us for repent. We repent of what we did. We slept with the women. They basically did what they're doing with the vaccines right now, like destroyed all DNA and made it so God needed to destroy the whole planet. And those angels did not get repentance. The message back was, uh, you angel watchers, you were supposed to be watching over earth, not, and humans, not humans watching out for you, you know, mega big fail. So they were chained and a lot of them are going to be released in the end time. 
So I want to stay in heaven. I mean, I just, it's like, oh, earth again. Oh, you know, like you're waking up from a dream that you're just having so much fun. It's just so amazing. And it's just like, I don't want to go take out the garbage. I'm having fun. I'm playing my video games, mom. Son, go take out the trash. That's like going to the earth. That's like dealing with earth stuff. And I, I'm very heaven, heavenly. I'm very heaven. I'm reading Pop Princess's statement there. She went to heaven in 2019. Cool. We got to get you on the show. Love to hear it. Uh, subscribe to her channel. Um, I am very thankful for my life. I have been very, very spoiled, um, both to have great blessings and great challenges, uh, great peak moments and great humbling moments. You know, I'm the worst sinner I know, and I'm just, you know, big surprise there. I get so many blessings, and I know it's all because of him. It's not because of any works of righteousness that I did. You know, it's according to his grace, he saved us. How does that verse go? According to his grace or according to his mercy? When I was a kid, my family used a pellet stove to keep us warm. We even cooked on it. Yeah, I was using, we got a little one. So fun to build a fire and then put like something on its hot surface and like boil the coffee and cook the eggs. Tastes so good. Blessed to be here was into witchcraft until 2017. Wow. All these amazing people. I love you guys. Um, do you think time loop is a form of time travel except backwards? Uh, I don't really know about that, but it could be. Uh, there's a lot of things. The time travel stuff is just so big and open-ended. I mean, there's just pretty much like all kinds of stuff that happens with that. I don't know that it's like the movies exactly. I think it's more of a spiritual leap into a different dimension. If you watch the Back to the Future series, that is actually a very occult series that's telling you a lot of the secrets. The Illuminati was preparing people for 9-11. The movie was filmed... They knew it was going to be a hit. They knew it was going to be um, very successful for some reason because they actually filmed it knowing that it was going to be on TV like all the time. I always wondered growing up, like, why is Back to the Future on like every night? And that was because they'd already signed deals before the release of Back to the Future to just push it and push it and push it. There was a lot of propaganda, anti-family propaganda, making fun of the dad. Dad's a complete weirdo. You know, the mom is like the school slut that's like flirting with her son. Um, a lot of disrespect of authority, you know, hating hating your teachers. You know, they're dumb. And then, But then the cool thing is this weird, mysterious wizard like Doc Brown that gives you freedom into the universe and just you can go anywhere and he has a flying car and wow but but there's always problems there's always trouble and the symbols i got into this recently a little bit but i'll get into it more later are the end of tv the end of hollywood the end of the screen that you watch and the beginning of the screen that you touch whenever the the car is going to travel it goes first through a telephone booth or a photo booth, then through a movie screen, twice through a movie screen. Uh, sorry, second time was the, the, the time travel car travels through a, uh, an outside um, movie theater and it almost crashes into it. And then the third one, they travel through an actual screen. So there's a lot of weird symbols and it talks about 9-11 a lot in there. There's the Twin Tower Collapse. 
whole nine yards. And the final analysis of Back to the Future is it's a portal into the spirit realm. So it's more of like, it's not so much like going into your own life and, but people can do that too. You can time travel in through your own DNA. And I think that's why people believe in like reincarnation and stuff. Cause they might, they might find other situations and people. You're literally a part of your ancestors anyway. So, but it doesn't mean you are your ancestors, not completely anyway. I've had dreams where I time traveled, uh, with family members and we dealt with, um, I had a family member hand me a set of car keys and said, you know, here, these are for you. And I was looking at him like, wow, I wonder what kind of car is this for? Next thing I knew, we were in a courthouse and there were documents being presented to me that had to do with like, like, uh, crimes committed that were by some guy in like the 1800s and there were like black and white photographs. It was very real. It was like a very vivid dream. I try to write down my dreams so I remember them. And it had like a kind of like an FBI police report pile of papers with like pictures clipped on with a paper clip. And I was dealing with that somehow. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, you know, my family, both sides, we've, we've all got problems. So time travel might be also traveling into things that need healing. And that's another aspect of kind of the Dungeons and Dragons-esque kind of mystic Christianity that I think is very fascinating. Uh, yeah, Enoch was a king, exactly, um, because he was so unpractical, according to the world. But then when it came down to it, he had all the information. So the kings would come to him for wisdom and for direction for their kingdoms back in the days before the flood. And imagine a world so advanced, an Atlantean megalopathies and great technology that they had to create these crazy stones that are just like way too big, levitating them. They might've had giants help construct them. Very interesting. But yes, the watchers could not uh, keep it in their pants. Yep. And they created the giants, the Nephilim. And that's actually what the demons are right now is the spirits of the Nephilim that died in the flood. We all know that. Uh, You know, did we, Reading comments, voice like, they didn't get to repent. Yeah, that's some laws of the spirit. I mean, I don't know how it works. Do you think Jesus was packing uh, concealed carry or he said, do not live by the sword? But at some, sometimes he said, bring a sword. So, I mean, I'm not against that. You can, you can probably uh, still have a gun and not uh, be totally uh, outside of God's will. Body cannot physically time travel. I don't know. I mean, anything is possible. I don't think you can change history directly with physical time travel like the movies show. I think that would be a total mess and it would just be like, okay, then why did anything ever matter? Because you can just change it. Um, What's your IQ? I've actually never taken an IQ test, but I passed the entrance exam for the Air Force. Some people say that's because you got to be smart. I went to a Jesuit school for a year. I used to read books way over my head when I was a kid, and um, I don't really read as much anymore. I I do a lot of listening, though. And they say when you listen, that's why I recommend people get into podcasting and listening to podcasts, because it activates your imagination and your brain. When I say, if you're closing your eyes and I say the word Saturn V rocket, it's not like you're being shown on a screen, a TV screen of like this rocket. You're actually 
using your imagination and this engine of whatever it is that your brain has stored up builds images of just giant skyscraper towers flying into the sky with huge plumes of fire. And if you're a little bit educated, you might also think about Werner von Braun, Project Paperclip, and Nazis being brought over to build that stuff. Yeah, kind of weird. They even tell you in the Marvel movies these days. A lot of the Marvel movies actually tell you a lot of true things. So why and, – and to speak to that, and I'll get it to more of your comments in a second. But um, why is it that when you go – I saw Spider-Man Far From Home or whatever the new Spider-Man. I, I went opening night kind of by accident and um, I wasn't planning to. It was just – it was coming on and I was like, oh my gosh, I've got five minutes. Okay, I can go to Dollar General and get some snacks. I can do this. I asked my wife, it's okay, I can do it, and uh, watched Spider-Man with the whole theater full of high schoolers, like, this is their first movie, it was my first movie for like two years, and um, I go in there, and it's like every revelation, because Marvel movies, they'll, they'll give you these revelations, and every single time there was something new, like where all the different Spider-Men from the different multiverse, they're all pointing at each other doing the the pointing spider-man meme they were just yelling and like so enthusiastic and like wow or um or just sorry to spoil it but just the fact that there was toby mcguire and uh andrew garfield in the movie playing spider-man all meeting together and like working together that was such a revelation like everybody was screaming when toby mcguire walked into the, onto the screen because it's a revelation and Marvel understands that very well, and they understand theater and, and scripting and good writing and good good humor and and character arcs and character loops. And like what happens if you add this ingredient? How about when Iron Man dies, Captain America says, Earth has just lost her best defender. And you're just like, whoa, because you know, like, whoa, they were like such mortal enemies. And then they, they fought together at a time and, and then he, he's got, he was taken away by some force and he's like, oh, wow, for him to say that. So come back to the Bible. When you look at the word of God, the story of God and your own life being written into that, whenever there's a new revelation, when Jesus Christ came and just blew the socks off all the religious hypocrites and the, they were looking for like a, a savior to help them get away from Rome and, and they didn't understand that Jesus was here to deliver us from sin and to die. It just didn't click. And then the revelation made sense. It was just like, whoa. So, uh, yeah, that's another tangent. Um, we have a time traveler in here. Maria Lopez says, I time traveled to 1805 when I was given Cypro, when I was given Cypro an antibiotic. Oh, okay. Well, you still doing it? Tell us about it. Come on my show. They're not the fallen angels. Okay. Demons and fallen angels are different. Yes. They are angels. The fallen angels uh, used to be angels. Demons, they used to be like these super creatures that, you know, we would call like um, the Hercules. Basically, they're like Hercules or um, Achilles or any of these these half-god men. Jesus, one true God, says, I'm really funny. I'll, I'll go with that. 
I've been told I'm a little different. Uh, I know Chinese. Yep. I know three languages. I used to um, speak Estonian when I was a kid because I'm half Estonian and my mom and dad sent me to Estonian camp and taught me Estonian. But all I really remember is like the numbers and words that parents tell you in public that they don't want anybody else to know like, this is my purse or do you want a spanking? (laughs) I heard that one a lot. Uh, But yeah, I have a degree in Chinese. I never use it. I'm still kind of detoxing from Chinese. I've been so ingrained in the culture and there are so many spirit portals just in the um the characters themselves. The Japanese have a word for it called kotodama. And kotodama means the spirit tamashi, the character for spirit which has the trinity in it by the way. Um and it has the word Koto, which is kotoba. And that, um, sorry, wife is texting me. Don't, I'm just like, don't call me. I'm live right now. Coming home soon, honey. This is a short broadcast. Kotoba and tamashi, when Japanese will merge the words together, they'll make, it'll turn into a word kotodama. So the word and spirit fuse together. It's a very powerful statement because they believe that the Chinese characters hold a certain kind of a power, kind of like an image or a code, like a QR code has, it's like, what's that weird blotch? But you scan it, beep, and it's like all this information and websites and whatever. That's why the the mark of the beast will likely be a tattoo like that. It won't necessarily have to be a chip necessarily, but everybody's going to be chipped by that anyway. They can just spray chips into the earth, uh, go in everybody's nostrils. Um, but anyway, yeah, demigods. I forget which movie you're talking about. We live in all the movies, guys. It's like we're living in like Terminator plus Lord of the Rings plus Star Wars plus Rick and Morty plus all the Marvel movies plus Back to the Future. I mean, all the greatest Imagineers of Hollywood, which were usurped by the Harvey Weinstein kind of pedophile cult thing. Which, speaking of cults, I was in the same cult that Rose McGowan was in. So whenever she talks about cults, that's the children of God. That's the one that I was also trained in for a few years. But I already had my faith foundation before I went into that. I got like hyper crazy trained and experienced and like they were spirit traveling. They were doing all kinds of stuff. And then they all quit at the same time. And um, whenever I go and, and I find one of my old friends from that group, I'm like – Hello, Justin Spirit. And he turns and he looks at you and he says, Obi-Wan. Now that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. A long time. Because it's just like these old acronyms that we used and ulterior names. People had like multiple names. I was always the same name. Doctor asking questions to me I could not answer. I was not in this time frame. Whoa. Weird. See, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, you start to feel the presence. And and what I've been feeling, too, I'll, I'll have like a little bonfire and I'll sit down in the peaceful valley. I'll listen to the Cherokee Indian rivers going by where they used to feed their horses. And I'll suddenly feel like there's something completely unique, a presence that – a presence I haven't felt, and I'm going to stop quoting Obi-Wan. 
I just, no, that's a Darth Vader thing. I, I just felt a presence, which I, and then he like cuts himself off. But um, I really want to uh, emphasize that we're going into a time where we're going to have to use the Bible as a formula also, not only as the rubber stamp of like, this angel sounds like this, this miracle fits in this chapter. God will give you scriptures to confirm the things that he's doing in your life now, but expect things that are more like science fiction-y, like things that are more time travel-ish, things that are way outside the realm of the norm, and expect him to do it soon. Hey, Daniel X on Spreaker, good to see you, bro. I'm I'm experiencing it. My friends are experiencing it. We're all like gifted in different ways. But uh, I'd be interested to hear any other testimonies that you guys have as well. Uh, hello, Jacob's Ministry. Holy Ghost Detective. Good to see you, bro. Call no man your teacher. Jesus Christ shall be your teacher. Demigod beings. Amen. Kashmir says, Jesus saves. How are you doing? I'm doing great because Jesus saves. I got to go to the bathroom and I'm going to drink this coffee and get out of here. My wife is like, honey, I made some tuna fish casserole. Better get your butt home. But you know what? I got to keep doing this. I got to come out here. I got to share my testimony and share just the blueprint that I've seen or at least a sliver of it because I know God has more miracles for me and for you. And if we can continue us, our, our, continue our spirit war, and be the spirit force, be those Jedi, whether you feel like you're washed out and you know you don't got any more fight in you left. Well, guess what? Some young little Luke Skywalker is going to look at you with these glazed over eyes and be like, teach me. You'll be like, I'm getting too old for these kind of adventures. Why don't you go save the princess? You guys get to save the princess or the prince, I guess, these days to be PC. You're you're gonna you're gonna have those kind of adventures with God, with the Holy Spirit. And he wants to give you your heart's desire. He wants to like pull you out of the the low level spectrum of this death world, this world that's becoming meta. It's become meta is gonna be a curse word someday. Uh, excuse me guys. Oh, I gotta take a I gotta go take a metaverse. Ooh, man, too much, uh, you know what? Oh, oh, man, I gotta, I gotta take a Twitter. Ooh, these words are going to become curses in the future. I worked part-time once at a Buffalo Wild Wings and you're just, you just feel like you get heartburn just walking in there. You know, it's like giant pictures of French fries and burgers. And I like a burger and French fries every once in a while, but like, Every day, like deep fried chips, deep fried chicken wings. And uh, you get to take it home at the end of the night too sometimes. And you're just like, man, I gained so much weight. But it turned into like, honey, honey, I, I got I to go take a Buffalo Wild Wings. I'll be, I'll be back in about 15 minutes. Because <laughs> you just, it, the name becomes soiled, you know. This world is just, it's like the job that you can't wait to get fired from or quit. This world is so temporary and and the Babylonian system is making it so asinine to where you want to keep your job that you hate, you also have to wear a mask and get this deadly shot. I mean, how perfect of a time is this to leave the world side? 
Come out of her, my people, that you partake not of her plagues. The Bible says this system is going to receive plagues. I don't think people living out in the country are necessarily going to be burned with nukes. You know, I mean, there's a limited amount of those, and uh, I think they're going to be aimed at military targets and cities. So, again, get one of these. Start thinking in terms of uh, chickens and cows. And, you know, I talked to my friend's mom and sister, and they're like, yeah, we just learned how to butcher a cow the other day. Like, wow. And mom's like, yeah, how was that meat? She's like, oh. It was the best steak I've ever had. It was like perfectly marbled and just, oh, you know, and I'm just staring at them like, wow, here we are, like still still here. Because these guys, they were all in the same group as I was a long time ago. But rather than dwell in the past, I share some of my stories from the past because I want to go to the future. And this was a term that we started using in Taiwan once the cult people started to become culty and try to destroy our, each other's lives because of greed, because of just being possessed by demons, basically. And one of the common terms that we had, some of my Norwegian friends that were some of the greatest fighters I've ever seen in the spirit wars, it was this common phrase, we're going to the future, you know, I was going to Hawaii to start a new life and they were going to Norway and, and, and we've learned so much since then. Every time I check in, if I ever have a chance to, we'll be like, wow, we've like come so far since 2017, 2018. And wow, God let us go through like horrible things. During that year, I mean, my daughter was kidnapped from me. I had horrible, like, lies made up of me, like pedophiles after me. It was just insane. And back then I had YouTube and Facebook live, and I used to go live as, like, legal defense, basically. Um, but that's another story. When I write my book, that's going to be a big chapter of it, though. And please pray for my daughter, Kaya, because she is uh, in Taiwan, and uh, that is the next Ukraine target, so... I mean, China is gearing to take Taiwan because we have no leadership right now. So, a lot of uh, a lot of unfinished business, you could say, around the world. But the main thing I can do, I don't have a legal giant fund to go and handle all this stuff. I want people to repent and and come to Jesus, and I want to go to the future. Even today, standing in this studio, which some of you guys have helped pay for. This is a uh, – it's an office slash meetup place slash studio. And you guys, if anybody's near uh, North Carolina, Western North Carolina, shoot me a DM and I would love to eventually set up some kind of like a meetup thing. Uh, we're doing it once a week showing Steve Quayle documentaries. I get to do the show here. The internet super fast, pretty pricey because it's out in the mountains. But even this, this is to me, it's like another launch pad, another rocket pad that we can blast forward into whatever the Holy Spirit's going to do in the next chapter. Like, it, wouldn't it be a sad thing if your favorite movie or your favorite series suddenly ended and it was like, nope, no more story. Or if it got hijacked by the enemy and they, they took like Doctor Who or like Star Wars and they just turned it into this like bunch of lesbian, blue-haired, just eat that, just eat that, Doctor Who is woke now, yeah! Doctor Who's a woman, but she's like an unattractive, asexual woman. Yeah! I mean, if you're going to make a female Doctor Who, why don't you make her like exploring the amazing new world of womanhood? No, it's just like this weird, like, lesbian woman. But like, that doesn't really count. 
Okay. Might as well just state a guy. Just this bad, bad writing. Um, but we're in this war and yes, there's sacrifice. You join the spirit wars, you're going to find out it's not like a video game. Well, it is like a video game, except in real life. You get your arm chopped off by your dad and you find out your dad is Darth Vader. You know, you lose friends. People betray you. They turn against you. They, it's said that, but God gives you the grace to step through it. And, um, my daughter's 10. God gives you the grace to get through that stuff. And he basically, he talks to you and he says, look, all right, I'm letting you go through this, but you're just tasting a small amount of what I go through. You know, kids in cages and in in human trafficking situations and just horrible stuff that the deep state, they're, they're busting pedophile rings in New Zealand. And you listen to these people. There's a podcast called The Imagination Podcast. Really good. I hope to collaborate someday with them. But it's like the last person you would ever expect is a pedophile or somebody in your life. Like we're probably in interfacing with these people all the time and we don't even know about it. And if that doesn't get your attention, well, how about this? A lot of people that you're interfacing with probably aren't even human. What are the sexual preferences of a alien-human hybrid? If they're like wicked races from like the fallen angel domains, they're probably not very good. I mean, what are why are there certain people you meet and they just don't feel like they have souls? Could they be clones? So there's there's the aspect of cloning we've had for a long time. There's possible alien-human hybrid stuff. There's the Nazis, underground Nazis that have done all kinds of weird stuff. Since You think that they were done after uh, the Apollo space program? No. NASA has been just like a big old empty warehouse pretty much for decades. Um, watch the movie Moonfall. That's your visual of NASA being totally defunct. defunct. The movie Moonfall came out and it shows like the old space shuttle and it's covered with graffiti and it's just like, yeah, we don't really fly this anymore. Um, this this network of evil is just – it's so pervasive that to quote Donald Trump, it's like, OK, so the, the swamp is so deep. you know, To get rid of this thing, you just have to just cancel the whole government and basically that's now what's happening. Enough people are waking up. The government is falling apart. We need to prepare for there to be no infrastructure, like forget school, forget jobs, forget finance, uh, even podcasting. We're going to have to step into other things. Um, Trinity Vessel asks, your friend going through the trial facing jail time, last time we asked for prayers, still pray. Um, yeah, Easton needs prayer. It's it's still like the FBI just holding something over his head just because he was at January 6th. He wasn't even in the building but just because he showed up there, just at the, on a whim, he just went there. His friend invited him, and now uh, you can you can watch the documentary Nick Searcy made. I interviewed him about um, CapitalPunishmentMovie.com. Capital Punishment is a fantastic documentary. Easton's actually in it. I hope to interview Easton as well. But I gotta go, guys. Just know that you are recruited into the Spirit Wars, and understand the cost of it. Uh, Jesus said, "You know, if you follow me, you're gonna be you're gonna be uh, persecuted. But I will give you the grace to go through it. And just the little bit of pain that I've been through was just a tiny taste of what is what the Father in heaven looks down on the earth. And you stand with Him in heaven. You look down on the earth and you see 
It's not just your little problems and your little family's problems. It's an entire planet full of absolute evil. It's not just, why is there wars? Why is there famine? No, it's worse than that. Like, it's really, really, really bad. And uh, I, that's why I think Jesus will come back in our generation. I think that um, we're, we're seeing the time just like clamping down to when that will happen. Thank you. Raven Rock Military Complex. No, he's he's actually – he's not in jail or anything yet, but uh, they're trying to throw that – throw the book at him. I mean 28 years in prison just for like standing outside a building, not even doing anything. Totally evil. But that's what – you know what? If we don't stand up for Easton, we don't pray for him and we don't stand up for the people that are getting killed by these vaccines and tell people that, look, the judges just forced open the book and says – there's like every possible disease known to man that you're going to open yourself up to likely to get if you take this shot. I mean, it is so wicked. Who cares if your TikTok live gets banned? Like we've got to warn people and you've got to tell people. And if if not, if we don't fight and we don't pray for Easton – and speaking of prayer, I, I promised a guy – he's a really great guy. He's a police officer used to be a football coach and just one of the most beloved people in his community. I just happened to be standing beside him at a gas station getting a cup of coffee and some beef jerky locally made. He was like, yep, yeah, my surgery. I'm just trying to hold off for as long as I can. I don't want to get surgery. And the guy at the behind the counter was like, yeah, I'll hear you. He was a really cool guy too. All these good old boys in Western North Carolina, you know, and then I'm like, he's like turning to leave. And I'm like, wait, hold on. What's your name? And he's like, Steve. Like, I will ask my prayer warriors to pray for you, Steve. He's all, oh, thanks. Just leaves. And then the guy behind the counter is like, do you know who that was? I'm like, nope. That's the county sheriff. That man, he's one of the most beloved great mans in this whole parts. He didn't sound that hillbilly, but... I was like, great. Well, I just have a, you know, I've got a medium little podcast thing that I'm doing and work with a Christian network, Fringe Radio Network, and um, I'll ask my friends to pray for him. And he's like, oh, great. And he told me some of the great things that Steve had done and, and just what a great guy he is. And he's he's got knee surgery from some kind of accident. And he, he said, uh, thanks for the prayers. And I said, well, imagine if we have somebody powerful enough in the audience to pray for Steve and I'm praying for him too, but I think there's people that are really specialists in prayer to pray for Steve's knee to be healed so that he walks in one day and he says, you know what? Something happened to my knee. I don't need, I don't need surgery no more. So pray for that guy. Hey, Sailor Looney, Emily, I got to go. Emily's here. I got to go. Just kidding. Amen. Holy Ghost detective. Jesus is stronger than Mega Man. That is for sure. Ellie Garcia says, praying for, in Jesus' name for all good things and truth to prevail against the evil. There you go. That's great. And Christ is coming. That's right. Stand for the oppressed. Amen. Excuse me. Too much coffee. Amen. Ellie Garcia, intercessory prayers for his healing in Jesus' name. Pray for Steve. Yeah, Trinity Vessel. We got some prayer action going here. Steve Vihirido. <laughs> Sailor Looney can't help it. She's got a Japanese accent. Oh my gosh. Emily uh, is my sister. We have the same birthday. And um, she used to do these live streams where she would just be drawing or, or chatting or both. Really great stuff. 
and then I would try to comment. And then she had this app where it would, she'd have this Japanese voice that would literally like read your comment in English, but in Japanese, like a Japanese person pronouncing English. <laughs> so funny. So it would be like, uh, I really like your art, Emily. It looks great. And then the Japanese voice would be like, I really like your art, Emily. It looks great. It's just every day. It was so funny. Oh, man. Sometimes that voice is still in my mind whenever I work and I'm doing some rote job. I'm like, oh, 77. I hear like, seven di seven. Anyway, welcome, eternal agape. We love you guys. You know, the good old days are ahead of us. It's a big relief to know that the world, the fake world is ending and the real world is coming. And that real world will be something like a fairy tale. Like you'll find out, and Kyle and I talked about this a little bit on the show. Kyle is a really, really brilliant guy. Also, please pray for Kyle. I don't know if he's listening, but just pray for that guy. He is such a good person, just loving person and and a real seeker. And just if you could just pray for Kyle, just pray for God's hand in his life and for um, just the next step for him, whatever that is, whatever God is leading him into. Just, you know, you meet people and you might not agree with them on certain things, but you just see and you sense the love of God for people. And you just want to, oh man, just bless these people. What's with this IQ stuff? I mean, IQ is means nothing to God. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of it. I'm trying to l- unlearn stuff. You know, look, Lord Vader. Look how impressive our battle station is. The Death Star. Lord Vader's like, this battle station is insignificant in comparison to the power of the Force. So all this worldly stuff, all the the things that man worships, we're like, wow, look at that. Look at my, yeah, I made this thing, man. Pretty cool truck, right, bro? Yeah. And the things that are highly esteemed by man are detestable in the sight of God. The things that we worship, the things like our our buildings and our our amazing stuff. And we just got a really cheap but nice uh, trailer, and I'm just in love with it. But it's still just a bunch of stuff. You know, don't love your life in the world. And um, we we have to unlearn the things that they taught us in school that made us hate biology or physics. We've got to get back to a place where we might even fall in love with math again. (laughs) God forbid. But um, I've got the kind of brain where I can get into almost anything. But I've got to unlearn the lies. You must unlearn those things that you learned from a book. Refuse to worry about tomorrow. Amen. One day at a time. Just going back to what comment about your IQ, kind of funny. They would ask, yep, more IQ comments messing with me. IQ is a construct too narrow. Our love. My brain is expanding as I'm reading these comments. Sometimes, you know, it's not easy being Jordan Peterson because I have thoughts that I'm, they're so fantastic and they're so complex that I, I struggle 
to find the words for those thoughts, to, to present them into words, because I'm just so, my brain is so big. <laughs> Have you guys seen the South Park where Jeff Bezos is one of those brain aliens and he's got this, like, all these veins in his brain and he's just like, how does he talk? I can't remember. <laughs> so funny. So much love. Just give it to the Lord. You better not give me too much praise and love or the Lord's going to let my me just fall right flat on my face, just like the Donald. You know, we were worshiping Trump. What the heck was wrong with us? We were talking about Trump all day, every day, Trump. And then he does the dumbest possible thing and promotes the most horrible, evil act of eugenics in history. I mean, hello? Peter Saab, uh, Peter's, oh yeah, you like Peter Saab. I, I think he's so good. He's, Peterson is trying to discover Jesus. It's great. I love Jordan Peterson for the fact that he is the modern day C.S. Lewis that is leading a generation of wayward youth. I met this other, uh, this guy, it's also got our birthday, Emily, named Dakota. Pray for Dakota too, since we're on that topic. And he would, we would talk and, and he would, he was a bartender and I'd walk up to the bar, you know, and he'd be like, Hey, get a little closer. Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> and he's this huge guy, just like one, like 400 pounds of like pure muscle just came from the, just came from the air force. I'm like, how much do you bench? And I, I don't want to know actually. Then, uh, and he's like, yeah, I, I've been listening to this guy. Um, you ever heard of, you ever heard of Jordan Peterson? And, um, <laughs> help me. Yeah. He, uh, he, he was just this young guy in his like early twenties, maybe mid twenties, you know, military people, they all look like they're like 17, no matter how old they are. And he just, he was like discovering truth for the first time, like opening his mind to like the way thing, thanks to Jordan Peterson. So, so I won't, I won't knock him too much. I know some people don't like him. All right. Well, Dakota is is one of our bros. We meet a lot of people at the same birthday, um, September 25th. Very interesting how – I'm not an astrology guy, but you meet people with your birthday and they have like the same personality in some ways or they have certain similar characteristics. All righty. Well, guys, I got to run. I could talk to you forever. You know, Usually after about two hours, this thing, I, it gets even more engaging and the comments and the ideas and I just struggle to find words. Just, uh, but you can listen to our stuff. I've been putting out a lot of podcasts on Spirit Force. Uh, if you listen to iHeart or Spirit Force or, or um, uh, Spotify, um, I need to catch up with my Fringe Radio Network feed as well. I haven't uh, been as faithful this last week, just been crazy. But we're basically making shows all the time. And uh, I appreciate people that have supported us through Patreon. We're going to try to move into Subscribestar and Podcasting 2.0. There's a lot of new ways. Crypto, never done crypto, but there's a lot of ways to develop an economy where we can do our thing. You guys on TikTok need to also build uh, a different kind of um, method of communication because they're going to destroy your TikToks. That's why they call it TikTok. Uh? Uh? I love you too, Emily. Uh, 12 core personality types. Yeah, I, I did that test. I forget what it was. I did it on a busy train in Taiwan, so I'm not too sure. 
Ushagur79 just invited me to go live together. So I'm going to, tr- I don't know. I don't know. It might be like some weird porn thing. But please send me a message before sending me a live thing. Uh, I thought it was Kermit. Yeah, he is. Listen to, listen to Kermit the Frog and then listen to Jordan Peterson. <laughs> okay. So I like to rainbows. Okay, I love you guys. Bless you. Thank you all for the prayers. Stay tuned. We will be back. I'm going to go get a haircut as soon as they get rid of uh, all the vaccine lies. My haircut is called Two Weeks to Flatten the Curve. Have a good day. Bye-bye.